Welcome back to Hooked on Fantasy, everybody. It has been a minute, but Akash and I are back, and we are back in a big way. Uh, we're doing five shows a week now, uh, which is going to be a big difference to what we were previously doing, but I am very excited for it, and I know Akash is as well. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day we will have a brand new episode of Hooked on Fantasy for you guys to enjoy. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the journey of recording every day with this handsome, handsome co-host of mine. Um, and I know he is looking forward to recording with his slightly less handsome co-host as well. Uh, yeah, Kosh, why don't you uh, hop in here, my beautiful man? What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I'm just getting ready for the show. I'm very excited to do, be doing this. Yeah, I am too. Up to five times a week. It's a commitment, but I'm excited for it. And it's always fun to record, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, it's a commitment, but I think... It'll be a really like rewarding uh, experience for sure. We gotta and I'm, I'm very the, excited. Uh, we got to change the background. Yeah, yeah, I know. I actually, before we got started, when I was sending that text out and you saw, I was uh, tweeting uh, Maddie, not tweeting, uh, texting Maddie Big Chest, our graphics guy, uh, to, to ask if he could change our banner on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, it says live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. But uh, now it'll be, I, I asked him to change it to uh, brand new episodes five days a week. So. Uh, that is what we're going for here, which is very exciting. Uh, we have a great episode for you guys today. Uh, we are talking Sunday NFL recap, so for all of yesterday's games, and I guess Thursday night if it comes up, and uh, a little bit of a Monday night football preview for you. Uh, uh, Patriots and Bills tonight should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's dive into these news and notes here. So up first, we have that Julio Jones has been activated to return from IR. Akash, do you have any interest in him going forward? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially since everyone's so off of him in a redraft. I don't know. He, some people might even drop him just because it's like, oh, he wasn't producing before, and he's on IR, so why should I? But if he's uh, there, you can add him because his like yards per hour run is still over two, which signals that, yeah, he's still a good football player. He's not washed or anything. So definitely you should be concerned about health just because there have been a lot of nagging hamstring injuries over the last couple of years. But when he's on the field, he's he'll produce as a probably wide receiver too just because of the low volume with still having um upside and um he's cheap enough where it's like yeah the injuries are really baked into the price right now and dynasty yeah absolutely absolutely i I think that aj brown not being there right now and you know julio coming back is going to be a big factor in his dynasty value going forward and how he performs over the last back stretch of the season here uh ryan Tannehill. We need to see him get going. Hopefully, Julio Jones can light a bit of a spark there. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely interested in Julio. He might be on waivers for sure. Uh, it's Monday, so tomorrow night, make sure you guys put in those waiver claims for Julio. I'm sure he's out there in some leagues, 100%. Uh, yeah. Up next, we have Marlon Humphrey, star corner for the Baltimore Ravens, is out for the season, which is uh, really bad news if you've been holding uh, Ravens defense this season. And also, I think it's great news uh, for wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos going against Baltimore for fantasy purposes for the rest of the season. I mean, if there's anything you want to add to that, feel free, yeah. sir. You pretty much covered it. Marlowe's a good cornerback, so losing him obviously helps their opponent, hurts them. I don't really play with defense as much, and if I do, I'll just stream them, but it's something to account for going forward with the uh, Ravens defense because they already lost, already had some big losses to their secondary earlier in the year, right? Yeah, they um, did. Peters, right? Mm-hmm. So. Just another uh, tough loss for them. Absolutely. Moving forward to some more injury news here. Logan Thomas, tight end for Washington, uh, had an MRI today saying that he had, does not have a torn ACL. There's no timetable for his return yet. 
and he's getting some additional testing done to confirm the in, uh, the injury. Uh, hopefully, he can come back for the end of the season. He just caught a touchdown yesterday, and he's really started to, to heat up a little bit. Uh, Akash, do you think do you think he's even going to return for the rest of the season? I mean, I know he doesn't have an ACL, but I mean, like, should he even be rostered right now? We'll see. I mean, it, you'll we'll find out over the next couple of days. I think um, if it's not ACL and they retest and see that it's not ACL, then I, I guess it'll be either PCL or MCL, and that would be two to end of season, two weeks to the end of the season, that's all. So really just wait and see what's going to happen with him. I think he's a low tight end one while he's healthy. And so, yeah, I think you should still hold him just because he's a, probably an every-week starter for you. But um, he's an easy drop if he's going to miss, like, like most of the rest of the season because he's not he's not giving a ton of upside yeah absolutely he's not like the highest upside play in the world but i mean you kind of plug him in hoping he gets a few receptions then you know you're hoping for that touchdown ultimately um so you know he's a solid play i think if he's healthy you know he should be rostered like akash said but definitely not my favorite moving forward this is a bit concerning for me uh adam Thielen has a high ankle sprain that he suffered yesterday He's having some tests done today to determine the severity ultimately, but uh, he definitely will probably be out Thursday night against the Steelers on a short week. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about, well, Thielen, I mean, is, I'm assuming he might be droppable, honestly, depending on what the news comes out. He might be out for the rest of the season. Uh, and then Adam, I'm sorry, not Adam Thielen. How do you feel about Justin Jefferson with this news? Do you think this is positive for him, uh, getting more of a target share, even though he's been dominant already? Or do you yeah. think this could hurt him a little bit more, allowing defenses to key in on him a little nah, bit easier? It- Nah, he won't be hurt by this. It's uh, remains to be seen if it uh, if it helps him or if it's a neutral move. But I definitely don't think it hurts him. I, I think the ceiling could be higher for him. And we saw over the last few weeks, even with Thielen playing, he's been absolutely dominant. He's just a terrific player. He's a top three wide receiver in the NFL right now. Hey, don't well, spoil. Hey, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I've been tweeting it for the last few weeks. I think people know. I think people know. But That's regarding true. Thielen, uh, if it comes out that it's like the severity that I think Edmonds and Judy had earlier in the year, and that's four to six weeks, I think, around that, then, yeah, I think that knocks him out for the rest of the season, and, and you can probably safely drop him because he probably won't be back until week 17 or 18, which is probably unusable. But uh, if it's only one or two weeks, then hold on to him because uh, he's a he's a like a high wide receiver, two low wide receiver, one, obviously. Um I'm going to forever say that touchdown regression is coming. It'll come eventually just because it always does. But right now the touchdowns just keep flowing in, which makes him like a low wide receiver one. But ultimately I expect him to put up wide receiver two numbers when he's healthy. Yeah, I agree. Are you interested at all in KJ Osborne? No. Really? Even no. When, even if he lands out for the rest of the season? Um, You could add him as like see what happens, but I'm not a- adding him with any intention of, like thinking he's good because I don't think he's good. I think he's just a guy that is a he's a solid wide receiver. I don't, definitely don't think that he's horrible, but he's like um, he's like Russell Gage, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll have solid games, and then sometimes he won't. He's just a mediocre player. Yeah, I mean, he could have some good opportunities, so he's definitely worth rostering in my opinion. But yeah. like like Akash said, I'm not really adding him with the intention of like throwing him on a roster next week or anything like that. So yeah, definitely a stash long-term. He could have some nice uh, fantasy playoff value, but nothing crazy up next. Joe Burrow hurt his pinky pretty bad in the Steelers, not Steelers game. Sorry. The chargers game yesterday uh, swelled up really bad. He couldn't even get a glove on it. Uh, he was in a lot of pain on the sidelines, trying to throw the ball, warming up, getting into the game. 
Um, he does not anticipate to miss any time due to the pinky injury. He came in, finished the game just fine, even though they did lose. Um, I'm not too concerned about this. I mean, it might hamper his throwing a little bit more. might see a little bit more carries from Mixon, but uh, nothing too concerning in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're already pretty middle of the pack in like passing frequency when I expected them to be higher uh, coming into the year, which is fine. The offense is kind of running through Mixon a bit over the last few weeks. Um, but I definitely think that this offense has, still has potential to throw a lot. On the mm-hmm. year, he's been fantastic. He has like a 5.5-ish completion percentage over expected and above average expected points added per play. Uh, he's just really smashing up the boxes and a lot of metrics. I think he's top 10 in PFF mm-hmm. passing grade. He's, uh, I think, QB 12 on the season right now, so... We all know my love for Joe Burrow, so oh, I appreciate sure. that. All right, we have a comment from my boy Jacob. Jacob uh, says, Thielen out is good news for Conklin, possibly. He kept getting targeted yesterday over and over. He had a touchdown reversed, or it would have been a tight end one kind of day. Um, I think Conklin's been a good streamer all year, and, I mean, obviously I think it gives him a slight bump. Nothing too crazy, though. I mean, Akash, what right, are you yeah. thinking about Conklin? Nothing too crazy. Like, he's um okay, uh, tight, like, a high tight end too. His target share on the year is like 14.8%. Obviously he's a tight end getting some red zone looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need a bunch of points to be a tight end one week to week, but I definitely, I think there's a small bump just like there is Osborne. It's not insane, but it's worth adding if you like need a tight end and you have the space and he's out there, then sure. I mean, there's a slight bump, which I'm interested in rostering. Absolutely. All right, uh, quick one here. So Tyrod Taylor got benched yesterday after an abysmal performance against the Colts for Davis Mills once again. So, I mean, I, I think Tyrod's droppable in case you had him on your roster still. Yeah. Even in two, even in Superflex leagues, I think he's hurt. I, I'd have to check. Don't go drop him, drop him like within 10 seconds because I said it. Uh, you can go check the injury. Uh, on like Roto I think he's droppable in Superflex leagues for redraft. Not Dynasty, but redraft, yeah. I think. He's definitely droppable, uh, in my opinion. Davis Mills should be the starter going forward because Tyrod, ever since coming back from the injury, has been really, really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Lastly, though, this is some pretty major news. Corey Davis is out for the season for the Jets. He's getting a core muscle surgery done. Um, pretty big news there. I, I'm pretty disappointing for Corey Davis. I mean, I, I was really excited for him this season. Yeah. Elijah Moore has been really stepping up in his absence, uh, which could be a silver lining, I guess. But I mean, it really sucks for Davis to miss the rest of the season. Yeah, Davis has been pretty disappointing. I expected more. Last year, he had like a 25, 26% target share. And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, going away from the low-volume Tennessee offense, going into another situation where you can be a wide receiver one, I definitely think that he could uh, do something with this. But this year, he only has an 18% target share. On a points-per-game basis, he's really a wide receiver three. Nothing that was Mm -hmm. too exciting. Your roster won't miss him a bunch. But go ahead and drop him in redraft and – I, I think there's better days ahead for Dynasty just because uh, he'll still be under contract, right? And then yeah, next year, Zach Wilson hopefully gets better. The offense gets better. Um, they get a real real running game and maybe extra weapons, you know? I, yeah, I, I think, right now. yeah, I think that, you know, like I, I mentioned, the Jets offense, they've been doing better uh, the last few weeks. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I've really been intrigued by – the performance of Elijah Moore, and I'm excited to see what they I, I, I'm excited to see what they put together for next season's uh, weapons. So that should be interesting. Uh, but moving on from the injuries, 
Uh, Akash, I'll let you take the first bullet point here. I know he is your your hero. Um, so Javante oh, Williams yeah. is free. Yeah, my hero. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see him um, do well last night. I think he had around like a 25% target share. He had most of the carries, 100-yard game. Obviously caught that touchdown. I, I remember seeing like right before halftime that pass down the field or it looked like it was going to go to a wide receiver. And then Javante Williams, who everyone thinks of as this like bruising running back, just as a pass catcher is pretty underrated, which shows that he's yeah, a lot I agree. And so it's good to see him um, in the workhorse role. I'm interested to see what happens when Melvin Gordon returns because I don't think that just because Melvin Gordon was out this game means that it's Javante Williams like, like a 70, 80% opportunity share backfield now. I think mm-hmm. it could return to more of a split when he's back, but uh, it's just something to monitor going forward for the playoffs. It's Yeah, definitely Javante Williams has upside. But I wouldn't be banking on it just because there's a re- very real possibility that, that they just return to the split they had before Melvin Gordon missed that one game. I agree. Do, do we know how long he's expected to be out? What was his I injury? Think, I'm not. I'm not too certain. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's just Let me look it up. Game like. I think uh, he's week to week with like a foot or something like that. Um, but when he's back, it's uh. Oh. Uh, he was listed as doubtful and then changed to questionable. Um, let's see. And then he was ruled out. He has a hip slash shoulder injury. That does not sound very good. Multiple so, injuries. Okay. Yeah, that's not great. Um, I mean, even if he does come back and he's not 100%, we could see a little bit of an increased workload for Javante. In the short term, I don't think he's necessarily going to have the keys to the backfield by any means. But uh, Javante's yeah. great. Uh, he showed off just exactly what he can be. Uh, definitely excited for him in the long term, 100%. Up next, I mean, George Kittle smashed yesterday. Uh, how are you feeling about Kittle, you know, uh, coming back and putting on a show yesterday against the Seahawks? Oh, it's fantastic. I know he is. Uh, he's always been a good you know, run after catch tight end, but last he's so uh, fun to watch when I he gets know, the ball. Yesterday, he's been the same play. He's got multiple touchdowns in nine games this year. He's tied his career high for touchdowns in a season, which is crazy amazing. Um, I really miss watching him play, man. I, it sucked to see him be out with so many injuries these last couple seasons. It's been really yeah. fun to watch him. Yeah, but he's back. And uh, it was strange seeing his price dip uh, when he was hurt just because, mm-hmm. like, his dynasty price because, like, he'll be back. Like, this is only – it was only a three-week injury. He's back. He's dominating. On the season, he has, like, a 23.5% target share, and he's a tight end. Uh, he's, like, a top five tight end. I think he's tight end three or four right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been fantastic, and it's just um, I think he's re like reestablishing himself to be in that tier two of tight ends because obviously everyone has Kyle Pitts as their tight end one in tier one all by himself. <laughs> Jacob commented, "Live viewer says zero, but I swear I'm here. I see two on mine. I mean, the thing that's weird about our broadcasting thing, in case anyone cares out there, um, it used to include the Twitter live stream viewers and like the viewer count for us to see." Uh, but it doesn't anymore. So if you're watching, we appreciate you. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, speaking of someone that we both love, uh, Deontay Johnson had a awesome game last night. Uh, I, Akash, I know you're a huge uh, DJ truther, so I'll let you take the floor for this one. Is it is it really a truther if he's amazing? Truther is I know. I, I just say truther. I mean, people always say that to me, but like, I used to say truther if you're a big fan of them. I mean, <laughs> I, I love Deontay. I'm a big he's fan, he's yeah. a stud. He's been fantastic on the year. He has a 30% target share, and he's um, he's like 
wide receiver seven in points per game. I know he missed that one game, but on a points per game basis, he's even better. Um, he's, he's like top three in expected points per game right now. Um, just fantastic. There's obviously a ton of volume there. Um, I don't believe that him his success is because of Big Ben, which is why like some people are still worried about that. I'm not worried it, about that. It might be. I mean – yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but I mean, You're good. Johnson's been super good this season. I mean, he made it a huge improvement to fix his drops. He dropped a touchdown yesterday. It was a tough catch, but he did yeah, drop but, it. But like that yeah. was like his first like drop of the season. Um, he's really fixed his drop issues, which is a huge improvement to his talent, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that Big Ben is, you know, making him better as far as fantasy because he is such a safety valve for him uh, as far as he's always open. But I mean, I also think a young quarterback – or a veteran who comes in to replace Ben will realize that Deontay is still the best wide receiver in that team and he'll continue to utilize him properly. Um, so I'm, I'm not concerned long-term at all. But oh, moving yeah. on to somebody else who you've been, you know, on, really man. beating the drum for you, you mentioned earlier. Like you can't cut me off like that. I'm still Sorry, going. Go ahead. I'm still going. Sorry, go like ahead. you said about Deontay Johnson, man, he's always – Very excited. He gets open so well. And, like, no matter what the QB is next year, we see this year from a 30% target here, like, yeah, this guy's – good he, he earns targets at a super high rate maybe it goes down a little bit with a new qb but even still you're looking at like a 27 percent plus target share which is still a wide receiver one i definitely think that uh i'm still like buying in dynasty because people just aren't moving him up when he definitely has like all of the production and all of the peripherals to be uh an elite producer I, I don't think people will ever have him as a top five wide receiver just because they're just not. They're always going to prefer like alphas who, uh, they're ne- people are never going to like DJs, what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. the production will always be there, I think. I feel like the other wide receivers scare people away. Like Claypool and, well, when Juju was healthy, everyone was like, I don't know, like, is he really going to get like that big of a target share? But like, we've seen, yes. Uh, yeah. Even is, when Juju is that guy. Yeah, yeah, he is that guy for the offense. Yeah, he's doing this with two fantastic alphas in the offense. Like, Juju played half the year, but even still, Deontay Johnson was still earning crazy amount of targets when Juju was healthy. And Claypool's mm-hmm. still healthy. He's still there. He's he's still a good player. And for Deontay to be doing this to the extent that he's doing it while he has other good players in the offense is just fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. But anyway... Dude, do you want to do you want to just take it? I, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get into a bit of an argument here. Nothing crazy. I mean, I understand the point, but I'll let you just go ahead. Just take the floor. It's all yours. For what, Jefferson? Yeah, yeah, he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's right behind Devontae and Hill. Man, I don't know. I in real life, I think I think I, there, I, would, I would take four guys over him. Who talent wise? I would have Devontae Adams. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins. I knew you were going to say and then you are going to say Diggs. Stephon Diggs. And maybe Cooper Cup. Yeah, maybe Cooper Cup. Not, probably not Cooper Cup. Probably it's not definitely Diggs. arguable top five in my opinion. Top three is a little too much for me right now. But what he's doing at 22 is absolutely ridiculous. He is destroying definitely. the NFL. Obviously, uh, getting into a reality conversation uh, obviously goes a bit out of my depth just because I'm a fantasy guy. Sure. but And I don't watch film either, so. Whatever. Well, you, you guys, watch the games. You I watch football, right? And of course, you don't even have to watch football to know that uh, what he's doing right now is fantastic. Because I think he's on on a sixteen game pace for sixteen hundred ish yards, which is absolutely fantastic. That's like peak DeAndre Hopkins did that, and Justin Jefferson's doing mm-hmm. it at twenty two. Mm-hmm. 
He's so good. I mean, I think that he's going to be amazing for a, a really, 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 really long time. What do you think yeah. about the possibility of him being a free agent and coming to the Bengals to team up with Jamar and Joe? That'd be so know. fun. We're like four, three, four years away from that. Man. I would love this. I know, but that'd be so fun, dude. Imagine like yeah, prime be- Jamar Chase, prime Justin Jefferson, and prime Joe Burrow. That'd, that'd be, be so fun. That would be, be so fun. Uh, top five QB, and then the wide receiver, and then two top five wide receivers. That would be insane. be nasty. I think people well, speaking, would agree that they cap each other's ceilings. Plus, you'd have to see T. Higgins leaving free agency the same year they signed Justin Jefferson. That's true. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a little complicated. But just like imagine that though. Like I'm, I don't think let I don't think crazy. they'd let T. Higgins leave just to sign Jefferson. No, yeah, expensive. And plus, they the Vikings. Chase. I don't think the Vikings are going to let him leave either. I mean, he's their franchise guy at wide receiver for a very long time. Right. Um, I mean, right. Like the most expensive wide receiver contract right now is Hopkins at 27 mil per year. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just, I know it's going to grow over the next few years just because this, it always grows over time, but Mm -hmm. putting it in terms of today's money and today's contracts, you'd have to have two wide receivers who are worth that or more because they're younger. Right. And so right, yeah. when they're both like 24, 25, I think that signing both those guys plus the a huge QB extension isn't going to be feasible. But it's one to think about, definitely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, moving on to a the guy we just talked about, T. Higgins. He's really been emerging over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you cite here in the show, doc, uh, touchdown regression, uh, which makes sense, or just yeah. regression in general. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase has really been taken away a bit uh, from defenses. He had a huge touchdown he could have had yesterday, but he dropped it and ended up in an interception, uh, which was crazy. But, yeah, Higgins has really been uh, dominating the passing game for the Bengals the last couple of weeks. Yeah, like, like you said with um, with Chase with that long touchdown, that's just simple variance. It, like, for, it's what I said uh, yesterday. I was in a, I was tweeting about Deontay Johnson and, that, and the long touchdown he dropped. Like, if you had a way to simulate that play like 100 times, Jamar Chase scores a touchdown there, the, like a good majority of the time, right? And so there's that's just variance. That's why we say that he's going to regress if he's getting he's still getting valuable down the field targets and he's still getting a lot of targets, which is why there's no way I'm going to worry about him. It's just like a little bump in the road. Um, he'll he'll regress back to being fantastic because he's a good football player, right? He still has a 24% target share on the year, and with that amount of targets, the production will come back. Now. Maybe it doesn't come back to like what was it top three at the beginning of the year, just because at the beginning of the year he was getting really lucky with a lot of long touchdowns, but he's going to be fine rest of the season. And T. Higgins was the opposite, right? He was not connecting on some of the plays, but he still had the targets and all the peripherals to match for uh, us to say like, yeah, he's probably going to regress, and then he did regress. And so it's like two two uh, the same uh, what's the expression the uh, two sides of a coin, where yep. These guys will be fine in the long run. They'll both be terrific producers because they're both really, really good alphas in a good mm-hmm. offense with a great QB. So, Absolutely. And lastly, just to hit on I me, mean, Minshew Mania, man. He had a great game yesterday, but he, boy, is he in love with Dallas Goddard. Goddard had a huge game. He had a, almost 100 touchdowns. Sorry, 100 touchdowns. 100 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. Imagine if he had 100 touchdowns. That'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, he, he had a smash performance. And it's interesting. I saw in an interview uh, before or after the game that they said that um, – that was his first time throwing the Dallas Goddard ever. They had never thrown in practice or anything before. And he went out and hyper-targeted him, which is awesome. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, I'd have to check. But Goddard, since Ertz left, had been getting like a good 
uh, target share. I think it was like 21, 22%. Probably mm-hmm. goes up because he got, like you said, hyper-targeted last game. Plus, he was getting used a lot, like in routes. He had always been a guy that um, never had a full route participation, was blocking some of the time. But in a targets per route run standpoint, he was he had been really good, which is why people said, oh, man, once Earth leaves, God is really going to break out. And I think we're seeing that to some extent. I don't think he'll end up being uh, elite production at tight end, but I definitely think that he's a like top eight-ish dynasty, dynasty tight end. Funny you say that. I was actually just about to say, with Ertz gone, uh, I, in my redraft rankings, I was assuming that Zach Ertz was going to be traded before the season. I had Goddard listed as my tight end eight. Um, yeah, I, I think, think with Ertz gone, I think that's exactly where he falls in, like a, a mid-tier tight end one that should be started every week. Right, partly because he's young. And so if you have a young tight end, it's just – you have a youngish tight end who just signed an extension who's getting pretty good production, pretty good deployment, then, yeah, I think he'll end up as a – I have to check. Like, obviously you have, what, KP – um, Waller, Kittle, Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the mm-hmm. two young guys, Andrews, Hawkinson. Then you have, uh, th- then I think the next tier probably is Fant, Goddard, Fryermuth, right? So that's what I yeah. think where Goddard fits in, unless I'm missing anyone. No, I feel, I feel like that's perfect. And, you know, and uh, Goddard, I think, is a really good buy in Dynasty, honestly. I think I think his value is still lower than what it should be, in my opinion. I think uh, it'll just hold. Be- I, I, I think I, it'll I, hold. Yeah, because I don't think he'll reach like any elite production, and so if I'm buying, That's fair. I I'm not I'm either buying for his value to go up a lot, or I'm buying for elite production. And I, I just think he's cheaper value. than what he's giving you currently. If you're looking to buy tight ends for like low tight end one production, then you can buy veterans who are cheaper, like That's Earth or Earth or Gronk, right? I think mm-hmm. he's a fine hold right now, just because he'll he'll hold his value because he'll probably continue producing low tight end one numbers, but I don't foresee him like jumping into uh, what 14, 15 plus points per game. Sure. Yeah. All right. I agree. All right. That'll do it for the Sunday recap. Let's move into tonight's game. Monday night football preview. going to be the Patriots versus bills in a huge AFC East matchup. Uh, this is a big game, a really, really big game. Mm-hmm. Weather's probably going to be pretty gross. Uh, bills are favored at minus three in Vegas at home. Uh, both teams are pretty healthy and good to go as far as injury reports go. Uh, what are we expecting tonight? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I'm, I'm looking for a big performance from Mac Jones. I think that it'll probably be a really low-scoring game. I'm looking for the Patriots running backs to step up here and try to control that, you know, uh, nasty December, you know, primetime game script. Want to pound the rock and play defense for the Patriots. Uh, that'll be a, a big, you know, uh, deciding factor in what team wins tonight is who wins the battle of the trenches with those running backs. And I think I get the edge to the Patriots there. Damian Harrison and Rondre Stevenson are a very interesting combination. And I'm excited yeah. to see what Mac Jones can do in primetime. You know, uh, I think it'll be an interesting game. And I'm also looking to see if Bill Belichick can use his dark magic to take away Stephon Diggs. Uh, if they can take away Stephon Diggs and make other players beat him, I think the Patriots have a really good shot of winning this uh, this football game. Right. Yeah. I don't. Um, the thing about like, Bill Belichick taking away the opponent's number one receiver, or like best weapon. I don't know. That's a narrative I'll never get behind just because. Really? Like, well, right. Why? Because it's because that's what every team does. Every team wants the other team to not do well. And that's taking away the best weapon. It's not like Bill Belichick's figured out some magical secret to doing that. He just has a good defense. But I think sure. Stefan Diggs is still a terrific talent. Josh Allen's still amazing. They'll, they'll be fine. Um, I do think that in the bad weather game, like what you said about rushing game, 
this old that's why i was shaking my head earlier because it's it's horrible to watch i hate when teams just run the football but that's how <laughs> the that's that's easily how the patriots that could that could easily be the way the patriots win tonight if the weather's horrible just mm-hmm. running the ball a lot and controlling it just because the bills don't run as well and the Patriots defense, if they can force just a few mistakes in the bad weather from Josh Allen in the passing game, then the, you could see the Patriots take a, a lead early or uh, get up a, a few scores, which would make it harder for the Bills to come back because obviously they'd have to pass more and the weather would just be bad. And when you're passing more in the bad weather, you're gonna, it's going to lead to more mistakes. So I think that this game could be close to a, a pick them. I don't know. I'm not a betting guy, but. No, I think it definitely is. It's a it's a close one. I think it's gonna be a, I think it's honestly gonna be a really good game. I know you don't sound that excited about because of the weather and uh, it, it might be a pretty gross fantasy matchup. Honestly, I, I'm not expecting a huge performance yeah. out of any of these guys tonight. Really, um, except yeah, I'm I'm only starting if I had to like, if I knew, um, like going into the week, the uh, knowing all this that we know now, I would say like yeah, I'm just starting Diggs and Allen like. The split between the running backs, not interesting. What very well could be a low passing volume game for the Patriots, not interested in their weapons. Maybe Jacoby is like a desperate wide receiver three, but really nothing. And then I'm not interested in Beasley or the running backs or Manuel Sanders. It's just maybe Dawson Knox, but his production is like touchdown driven-ish. He's like Robert Tunyon 2.0 kind of. That's what um, I, said. I, I said that on the show last week. Oh, really? That's great. Because he uh, has like, I, 13% target share, but a bunch mm-hmm. of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I also think that this is honestly a great matchup for both defenses. If you're playing a defense tonight, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good one. I think this game, honestly, final score prediction, I'm going to go 24 to 17 Patriots win. That's my, that's my prediction. Okay. So you're taking, you're taking Pat's what? Plus three. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Bill Belichick here for sure. Especially plus three with the points. If I, if I was betting on this game. Uh, it's an easy divisional matchup, gross kind of game. I mean, three points, that's that's easy uh, to, for me to take the plus, you know. Um, I talked about spreads. Um, I was tweeting, and I was like, I'm not a betting guy. But and I was talking about the Falcons against the Cowboys, and I was like, I'm not a betting guy. But I think the Falcons could uh, cover, and then they lost by 30 plus points. And so that was a bit of an L, but I'm coming back. I'm not, hey, you know, a, even the best betting sharpers in the world miss. It's okay. I'm not a betting sharp either though. So I'm really just talking out of my ass really. And just, that's eh, okay. It's doing whatever I can. So yes, I'm not a betting guy, but, um, I think Pat's plus three. Yeah. Even though I want the bills to win. Cause I hate the Pats, even though I'm in Boston. <laughs> how's it? Yeah. How, how is it living in Boston? By the way, how are the Patriots fans? Ah, uh, they're, horrible i think i don't know it's just really? I, i'm in college right now so in college i live on campus so everyone's from everywhere so i don't meet a lot of patriots sure. fans i'm really just meeting people from all over but when i go out um into the city and stuff and i see sports fans they're just awful they're so arrogant and obnoxious about their patriots yeah i kind of get the vibe from the patriots that they're like very spoiled right now yeah, with like their fandom you get tom brady the mac jones and a great defense like within one year i mean that's kind of ridiculous and um, here, I'm I mean, in Miami, I'm praying on it. You're playing on the downfall. I mean, I always have been, honestly. Uh, I like Mac Jones. I won't lie. I like him. Um, but I, here at, at Miami University in Ohio, um, we get a ton of Browns fans, which is weird because yeah. we're not even very north in Ohio. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we're closer to Cincinnati than Cleveland by a lot. Um, but there are a ton of Browns fans here, and they're very obnoxious. Um, but that's okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm from Cincinnati. I'm used to being harassed constantly as a Steelers fan, as, with the, all the Bengals fans around. But that's How did okay. you end up so, as a Steelers fan? Uh, my dad's – my grandpa is from Butler, Pennsylvania, which is okay. like an hour away from the Pittsburgh area. So, uh, and then, you know, I just kind of inherited the fandom. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's a good one to have. I like being a Steelers fan. It's fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they replace Big Ben this offseason. Uh, he had a good game last night, though. I, I was proud veteran, of him. I hope. What do you say? I'm sorry? I hope it's a veteran. Maybe – probably not. Yeah. Really, like, yeah, I agree. I mean, unless – Unless they end up getting a pretty good draft pick, which I don't think they will. They'll probably be they're, like they're a team that's like they either end up as just missing the playoffs and get like the 16th pick, or they get eliminated in the wild card round and get like the 20th pick. I don't think that's exactly. a great quarterback pick. The Patriots got Mac Jones at 15 this year. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we luck out. I mean, that quarterback class last year is so much better. Than right. I don't one, think so. you have five QBs like that. No way. No, yeah. no, no. Absolutely I, not. Like in, in a different draft class, Mac Jones goes higher. I agree. I, I honestly want them to get a veteran quarterback and focus on offensive line in the draft this year. Uh, somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo would be great. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo, but like somebody nah, who would like, that be great. That's the somebody. Definite. You know that's what I mean, though. Just like somebody who can just like somebody who can just like get the job done. Okayish. Nah, that's how you end up trading for Teddy Bridgewater. I don't that's want the that way that like four teams have done before, and then you just end up middling again, not getting a high enough pick to draft a real quarterback. You stick it out with uh, – you either sign someone to be, like, a longer-term term option, you draft a quarterback, or you're like, fuck it, Mason Rudolph time. Uh, no, God, please. Just nothing but Mason Rudolph time, please. That's all I, I know, ask. I know. But that has to be within the cards because – It is. That's how you end up with a top-five pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, well, last time they did it, they ended up 8-8 eight and eight somehow, which sucked, but – They didn't oh, well. embrace the tank hard enough. They traded for Minka no. Fitzmagic when they were – They what, did. Two and four. Hey, no, you know what, though? I'm very happy with that trade. Minka is very good. Yeah, he is. All right, well, I mean, nothing else to add here, so that'll do it for tonight's show, the Monday show. We'll be recording the Tuesday show right after this one for you guys to enjoy tomorrow morning. It's been an honor. We'll see you guys every single day now for a very long time. So have a good one, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Akash, say goodbye to the people. Bye. See you. Enjoy tonight's game. Hopefully it's better than, uh, like, 9-3 to game, but enjoy it. It might be a 9-3 to game, honestly, but bye-bye.